You ready to go? Yep. Welcome to What Are You Bringing to the Table? This is your girl Sylvia. She, her, and hers. What up? It's Tori. She, her, and hers. Long Damn, time no listen or hear. I know. I, know. I almost forgot. I, I almost <laughs> forgot my intro. <laughs> I was almost going to text you and be like, did we just stop our podcast? Are we not doing it anymore? <laughs> you know, the holidays, again, it's more excuses. Right. That's what I feel like. We're just giving more excuses. But I'm blaming it on COVID. <laughs> I, yeah, that, the holidays, the snow, you know, snow, I just, yeah, and being yeah. on vacation and, but I also like go on to listen to my other podcasts that you know, I like listening to and they have best of, so I wasn't feeling too bad. Right. Cause yeah. people were putting their best of. Yeah. So they were suspending their recording, you so know? So I was like, just, okay, we're just following yeah. suit with all we're, other, we're like others. Yeah. yeah. We suspended yeah. it for a bit. So took a but little we break, took a little winter on. break, a little time off over the holidays, you know, yeah. just, you know, just, just to enjoy, it's okay. you know, just enjoying but you know what do they say the 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 store what do we say no the stories never sl- crazy what what's our say oh, what's our crazy say? never sleeps and the stories, and the stories never, never end. end yeah dang yeah. we did see yeah, this is our second third time that we are trying to remember our slogan that's pretty good yeah 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 um, and, so, and and crazy did not sleep while we were out on our little no. hiatus and 2022 um, is coming in with a bang. Coming in. Um, let's just have a moment, please, of silence and reflection for Miss Betty White. And Sydney Portier. And Sydney Portier today. Yes. Yeah. But Betty was ugh. Iconic. I mean, how like how better of a life can you live that at 99 years old, people are saying it was too soon? Right. right. Like you could only hope to have that because to live that great was- of a life. Yeah, she was actively out there. Like, uh, as Sydney Portier, I, I actually, when they said he passed away, I thought, I thought he had already died, you know? <laughs> right, but yeah. Betty White was out there she till out the last, she was about to have her 100th, 100th birthday, birthday party and yeah. advertising about yep. her party. Yep. She was working. She was, you know, just active. Yeah. And, and that's what made it seem like she was going to live forever. Yeah. Yeah, she but, was uh, she was amazing human being, uh, amazing animal lover. Um, uh, I, I actually, though, I, interesting thing is I watched um, it's called uh, Bringing Down the House with uh, Steve. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. And Queen Latifah. Latifah. So I watched that recently. It was uh, I think it was filmed in the early 2000s. And Betty White played a really tiny role in it. She played like the neighbor lady. Yeah. And her but her character was very racist and very homophobic. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was like it it felt wrong to like yeah. even hear her talking like like I know it was acting yeah. and I know it was a part and I wondered to myself you know again because it was early 2000s and like what did her agent say to sell her on that part cuz she was like you can't find anything of Betty White, you know, on a hot mic being racist or, right. you know, posting some tweet or, you know, blackface or anything. So, I mean, I know probably what they were thinking was like, oh, this will be funny because it's so anti-Betty, right? To right, right. That kind of character. But I also wonder, like, what did she think about it, right? Like, what was it for her to play a part like that? 
you know. Uh, yeah. I think I was surprised. other worlds, I was like on Mary Tyler Moore. I was surprised that she played that part because to me, she strikes me of somebody that was like, yeah, I, that would say like, I don't even want to act like that, right? Like, I don't even right. want to play a role like that. Um, yeah. I think it, uh, one, she did a really good job because I it was believable. Oh my like, God. To me, it was extremely yeah. believable. That's why it was so uncomfortable to watch. I was like, Ooh, yeah, I don't like yeah. this. I don't like to see Betty's face saying that. So extremely believable. And I'm assuming that because Queen Latifah was in it, I, I'm sure that they were having conversations. You know what I'm saying? That right. it was, you know, they, there was probably some, I'm assuming again, I'm assuming because I don't know. Right. I would hope that there'd be conversations, you know, around it. But at the, at the same time, you got a job to do. Just like um, I was listen, uh, listening to interviews with uh, Jamie Foxx with, um, you know, Quentin Tarantino about mm -hmm. Django, you know, mm -hmm. where, you know, he's, you know, he's having to say things and do things because he goes, he said, Quentin said, it's a slave mentality, you know, and you have, that's the role that you got to play. And so I think it's, you're an actor so you have to be that person right you have to be that racist neighbor right you're yeah, not yeah. betty white anymore you're that i don't even know what her character's name is yeah i can't even but remember it was uh, that's who yeah yeah that is who you are in those five ten minutes 20 minutes whatever it takes to do that take that yeah. you are not betty white yeah that's, it was, I mean, it that's, was weird though. Like it was like, to be honest yeah. with you. And I mean, even just watching stuff like that, right. Even just from the early two thousands, how <laughs> interesting. Back. Yeah. I'm how watching wonder woman, ugh. you know, the old school wonder woman's and I'm yeah. like, how sexist is this program that I was watching right. and loved? Yes. Yes, it is. It's crazy watching that kind of stuff. I've been watching uh, Mike and Molly. Have you watched that show? Um, yeah, yeah, with the um, with big the, guys. Yeah, uh, big, uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, I can't think yeah. of the actor's name. I can't that. think of um, it, but he's a big guy. But I love Melissa McCarthy. Like I, yeah. all, I love her. Like I love her acting. I love how she just she's just like if I ever that's who I'd want to play me in a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I have a bit of her, who she is. And it's even funny just watching that, like the um, the comedy of what what was what is OK to make fun of. Right. Like they're both right. people and how they're the butt of the jokes a lot of time. And I don't know, it's just I, I, I think the more. Like, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is. If you don't think the things that you watch and consume impact your implicit bias mm -hmm. you are fucking stupid yeah you're fucking stupid yeah and that's what we grew up with i right? grew up with wonder woman we grew so up with that stuff we grew up with that, jokes. that was we grew yeah up with gay homophobic jokes we grew up with racist yeah. jokes we grew up with fat phobic jokes yeah um and just like if you don't think that impacted how you think and see the world you're mm -hmm. fucking stupid right you're fucking stupid Right. And that's you know? the part that we have to unlearn, right. which is that indoctrination. And to try to unlearn that, you need people around you to help you unlearn right. that. Like you need people right. being able to 
call you on that because it just flows right. out of your mouth. Right. You're not thinking about it. It's just doot, 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 doot. Yeah. And it and you're unaware of it until and, somebody and, brings and it to your awareness. To talk about like this is why we don't, right? This is right. why we don't make uh comedy or things with this nature anymore because of this reason, right? Like mm-hmm. it it I mean I was watching a TikTok the other day. Well, I was on the TikTok, right? Scrolling. And this lady came at uh, this white lady, older white lady. She's probably 50s, I would say. And she was doing a live and she was listening to hip hop, like a bunch of different hip hop, right? But the way she was talking was very black scent, right? Black accent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And using vernacular of black culture. Mm-hmm. And she was singing along to the uh, lyrics of the songs. Now I'll give her this much. She never, she never sang the N word in the song. Yeah. Right. And she yeah. even like would motion around, like when it would come up, she would like do the, like, sh- you know, uh, symbol, yeah. you know, in, on her lips to no, we don't do that. Yeah. But everything else about her, in my opinion, is problematic because yeah. there's a white, clearly upper middle-class woman having her martinis in the middle of the day jamming to hip hop black facing i i you know i call it a form of yeah. black facing right because and then i looked at like the rest of her profile all her videos are um either like that kind of thing or her lip syncing to um voices that are clearly black women okay so again yeah. blackface, black digital black face yeah and i was talking to a friend about it. i said you know, with blackface without the, without the black, it's makeup. digital blackface, right? It yeah. is, is what it is. And yeah. so I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about it. And I said, you know, here's the thing is that on the surface, it's like just her living her best life, having her martinis in the middle of the day and, 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 you know, jamming out to some hip hop. Right. Yeah. On the surface, that's what people see. But yeah. under that surface is here's a privileged white woman using black culture to her benefit And at any moment she can walk away from it because as I'm watching this live, I'm listening to her talk. Right. And Mm -hmm. I can tell how she will, she will intentionally use, or she intentionally would use a um, black accent type vocabulary, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can Mm -hmm. tell, but then every so often, because she was getting a little tipsy on her martinis, right. She would slip back into her regular white woman, upper middle-class uh, uh yeah yeah and her, her regular voice right so yeah. and, the, and not that, her character voice right. and so that's the privilege of oh she can walk in and out of that anytime she wants yeah and she can behave like that because she's a funny white lady right right whereas black people and black creators on on that and in life yeah are not that provided, is their not given jobs yeah. Not seen as quote unquote a professional. Yeah. Um, or smart all things. Right. All, and not seen as intelligent. And so, yeah. So my friends and I were talking about like, yeah, that this is the problematic piece of it. Cause on the yeah. surface, it's just like some old gray haired white lady bopping the tiger yeah. or, uh, you yeah. know, whatever. Like else she, she woke. She woke. Yeah. Yeah. But she was, yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Ugh. And you know yeah. she's a top creator on there, so she knows she's making money off of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's that, yeah. that's what happens at a certain point. You reach that that level, and now TikTok's paying you. You know, yeah, to continue to make those to be uh, in blackface, videos. to continue yeah. to be in blackface. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were people saying anything on the posts? Um, you know, it's one of those where, again, because she's so popular, it's hard to track, hard to watch the, um, the comments. So. Oh, okay. But what yeah. about on her other videos? Any comments on her? Or were um, they all? Live? I didn't look at. I didn't look at any of the comments. Oh, okay. I'm sure that there probably is. Um, and I would be curious to see if she. I don't think she cares. Again, yeah. I think she's so fucking privileged. She's she doesn't she. I think because she is uh, black adjacent because she has a um, son-in-law who's black <laughs> and her husband appears to maybe be. Um, so almost biracial. permission. I get to do this because right. she's had she's had yeah. people maybe signed off on it, on it, which is not appropriate. But no. Yeah. So ugh, it's just. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. So she doesn't get to experience the reality of what it's like to be a person of color in real life. Right. She gets to pick and choose what is funny and bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because at any moment she can go right back to being the white upper middle class lady who um, complains about black people barbecuing in the park. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yucky. Well, um, we got a lot of what's updates, lots of what's updates. Um, Mm -hmm. well, let's just start with the one we know. Yeah. Miss Jilly, Jizzy Jizz. Found guilty. Is going to prison. Yeah. Oh, and her husband dropped her like a bad habit. What? Having an affair with the yoga instructor while she's been incarcerated there. and dropped the bomb on her while she was there uh, you know on the little prison phone oh no yeah you ain't getting out so i'm seeing the yoga instructor jizzy yeah now i'd like to know like what what about those assets like he really technically doesn't have to divorce her but he can continue to use the assets or sell whatever or Cause he didn't have nothing. She was like 62. He's like 40 something, 47, She's 60. Cause she, uh, got convicted, um, four days. Uh, the decision arrived four oh, days after Christmas, her- which also marks her 60th birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah. So technically, I mean, if I were married and he's incarcerated, uh, and we had tons of cash, why would I want to get a divorce? I mean, yeah, what would be the need? There is, I mean, it's Unless not like they're going to be get, able to wanted to get to use to the money. Else. Yeah, they can't access the money. Yeah, I don't, I don't I have mean, to put money on the books. Yeah, you know, they're at my disposal as to what I'm going to use the money for. I might, you know, in order to sell property and stuff, I would need their signature, but I right. wouldn't need to just drain drain the accounts and. You know, whatever. I feel like though getting a um getting a divorce might be in his benefit because then he gets his half, right? Yeah. And anything that's left is gonna go to restitution. So she's not gonna be able to oh. touch it. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I'd be like, I forgot Let me about get mine, yeah, walk away because otherwise if they like they'll be able to take you know, not unless they've already put, you know, they've already said, Hey, ain't nobody put in 
ain't nobody selling nothing because we're going to pay victims first. Right. And that depending could be too, on right? yeah, the maybe outcomes. There's a, maybe there's sued. a hold on all her assets so he can't even, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So Miss well, Jizzy Jizz is yep. going to prison. Um, I don't know. Can we just don't know yet? when yeah, yet. We, yeah, we don't know how long yet. I think right? I marked it on my calendar uh, just so that I could be aware of it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to know how long they give her. Yeah. I want to know. Because um, if, if it's like 10 days in jail, I'm going to be pissed. Well, let's look at what did she. So Maxwell was convicted on five charges conspiracy to entice a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity conspiracy to transport a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity and sex traffic and traffic and conspiracy and child sex trafficking the jury found her not guilty of the sixth charge which was enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts so um those are all so federal that, charges and none of them are about her engaging in sexual acts or was that the one so that was, was dropped she uh because remember no. they said she she participated no she got uh the enticing to engage transporting to intent to engage conspiracy so th- to transport. that was dropped right so they no I don't, I don't think they ever charged her with wow. actual sex acts wow yeah i guess Um, it doesn't matter she's you know she's they're all felonies so right and they're fed federal charges so right they're federal or they're state no they're new york they're state state i think we're the state new york yeah yeah um let's see oh and then there was an article that i saw talking about how jazillion said she's not gonna say nothing about nothing i'm like yeah because you want to stay alive oh that's probably Mm -hmm. why because you want money on your books you want to make sure that these people yeah. they'll make sure your books are, are stacked while you're serving your time. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll stay keep alive. your mouth quiet. Exactly. Um, let's see. Does it say when her sentencing is? Uh, it did say when she was sentenced and I put it on my calendar just so that I could uh, be reminded personally <laughs> of that and let me see um let's see nope i maybe i forgot to save it because i don't see it in my calendar yeah i'm trying to scroll through to see if it'll um say when but i know for sure it's there i know for sure i saw it they said her sentencing will take place blah 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 time yeah or the date all right well we'll, i'm it'll we'll give that update when it comes yeah um so jizzy jizzy going to jail going going time she ain't gonna get no pain ganging she ain't gonna get no probation she better she better not that's now how long she'll get that i mean yeah that we'll see about that yeah yeah my my concern is you know these girls had they had to hold one their trauma two they had to share their stories mm-hmm. you know when the epstein was alive yep they let his ass go then again bringing him back yep. sharing their stories yep he ends up killing himself so no closure there 
no closure there. Then with Jazillion sharing their stories and then on the stand sharing their stories, you know, traumatizations. Yeah. And in my opinion, they should get paid. They should get paid like and she's got the fucking assets to do it. Those ladies should get paid. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And and I'm wondering, you know, the whole thing with because she well, that don't forget. The other thing was I thought Epstein left her a bulk of the cash, too. Mm-hmm. So that money should be that part should of the, the, the survivors. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought that's what I read in the, um, you know, in his last will and testament. But he had created some kind of. You know, yeah, he went he went and did some sort of trust thing where it, that it was made made. It was done in a way so that the survivors couldn't uh, sue yeah. and get money. Yeah. 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 That's that. That to me is like bull. You don't get to do that. That should be illegal. If right? you are pending, You're pending. Yeah. Litigation. Pending, all your assets should be froze until. Yeah. The, the that trial should is be. Over. Yeah, that yeah. if he, yeah, that should be null and void. I mean, why not? They do it in drug cases. Of course. In drug cases, they'll go in and take a whole fucking person's house and every access they have without them even being convicted yet. Right. Why couldn't they do it in a case like that? Or at least freeze it and, and to say, right. hey, at least frozen at this point, because we know what you're trying right. to do. Right. Like that, that's a person who is guilty. You trying mm-hmm. to hide your crap. So that you can then say, hey, I'm really poor. Right. Exactly. You know, and then you siphoning off the cash little by little. Yeah. So I think it's tricky like that. That's a tricky move. And I don't think that you should be able to do that. Right. Yeah. But again, we don't make the laws. The men that violate, you know, the women's bodies. And so they're the ones making the laws. Exactly. Um, So in an adjacent um, sort of update. I mean, it has to do with it. So we'll go ahead and uh, talk about Prince Andrew's accuser. 2009 deal made deal with Jeffrey Epstein was made public. So a document disclosed by the New York court reveals the financer paid $500,000 to end her claim. So Virginia Goofrey agreed not to sue anyone connected to Jeffrey Epstein, who could be described as a potential defendant in a 2009 damages settlement against sex against the sex offender. Um, Ms. So Giff- she got 500. She got 500,000. So Miss Giffrey G- G- Giffrey um, was suing the Duke of York, who was the Prince Andrew um for allegedly sexually assaulting her 20 years ago this was the one who was in the, the, picture. the picture and he, and prince Andrew's like i don't know who that person is I'm yeah there. and they're like yeah. uh, isn't this you in the picture with her <laughs> i don't know if that's a real picture yeah yeah um she had led she was trafficked and so although the settlement does not mention the prince by name his lawyers say the 2009 deal means that she cannot sue him because she agreed to end all legal action against anyone connected to the offender who could be who could be described as a potential defendant um but she was underage so that doesn't right that doesn't say anything about criminal prosecution right so maybe old prince Maybe old Prince Andrews will uh, I join. They join. Won't. They won't. join. Just, They'll oh, say, oh, no. she got $500,000. She was she was yeah. made whole. So, yeah, he, he's from the, the royal family right. there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He gets to. And then, that you know, I think that's where, again, 
these people need to uh, over there in you know the united's whatever's they right. need to figure out do what what good do these people do they're gonna they can commit crimes and get away with stuff mm-hmm. for what what purpose for yeah. an outdated tradition that no longer is needed right you exactly. know um so another update all right uh ahmed aubrey's killers mm-hmm. were convicted and they had their sentencing uh today was it today i believe it was today, it was today. Yep. Yep. and today. they get life in prison and no parole for the father and son yeah so the neighbor guy that was did the video recording he gets 30 years with the possibility of parole whereas the father and son uh get zero chance of parole and they're serving life in prison so 30 years and the dude is what like in his 50s or 60s yeah he ain't getting out yeah um yeah because like how how much time would he have to do before he even got up for parole yeah. 30 well, years I, mean, I don't know it said he well, has he to has serve to, 30 years he has and then 30 and then yeah he can, oh. and then parole yeah so he'll die in prison yeah good good yeah good. yeah good uh i'm thinking what must the dad you know the you could let's put it this way i want you to put yourself in the shoes of the dad right okay. you instigated something with your son mm-hmm. and you're the one who is a, the law enforcement person mm-hmm. how would you feel looking at your kid knowing that oh shoot my kid's going to prison with me i mean you're the daddy right you raised this kid i would say that i don't think that they believe that they did anything wrong to this day i really don't i really don't think that to this day that they believe they did anything wrong they are so entrenched in their racism yeah that they truly believed what they did was just and, you know, I was reading the article in the AP and they said that the, re- the how this video got leaked was that the neighbor gave it to uh, the the dad mm-hmm. because and the dad gave it to the attorney because he said, see, here's proof. This is going to exonerate me. Mm. So so they yeah, there was that belief that, yeah, we didn't do we didn't right. do anything wrong. This and was I, all, and I think to this day, like they, yeah, they probably they, them and and Chauvin and everybody else, they they're feeling like they've been wrongly convicted, right? And they will continue to try to fight and do appeals and. Oh know, yeah, they're going to be doing the, the appeals. Yeah, until they exhaust all their appeals and they end up, you know, dying in yeah. prison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but at this at this stage, they have had to strip search. They have had to bend over. Yeah. Oh, the they're in is it. Checked they're in it. You know, they're for any drugs. They can't you're coughing, you're squatting, and there you're at you're right they're there. They're gonna with, have to cozy up real quick to the Aryan Brotherhood inside yeah. there in order to yeah. stay alive. Like honestly, like they're not gonna that or they're gonna have to be in segregation. And then this and yet they and they're serving state prison time. Yeah. The the federal charges the trial is going to be happening uh i believe in a couple months yeah, so, they'll, so they'll potentially looking at 
more uh, time. Right. I think, I don't know. I don't know which is better, the state prison system or the state or federal. Well, they're in, um, were they in Georgia or, or Alabama? I think they're Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, well, like I said, it don't matter where they go. They yeah. better they better cozy up next to the biggest Aryan brother nation uh, guy they can find because otherwise they're they they won't make it to their appeals. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, they you won't know? make it to their appeals. That or they're yeah. gonna be in fucking uh, seg the whole time, twenty three hours in and one hour out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like i mean you just know. a simple fact because you're a law enforcement officer that now has been convicted for is going to prison right that yeah. that in of itself is dangerous yeah right and then you're a racist law enforcement officer going to prison where because of racist uh institution yeah. and systemic systemic racism there's an overrepresentation of people of color in that prison system you're about to enter into yeah you know? so yeah Yep. Well, good. I mean, it's it's a win. I'll take the win. It doesn't undo hundreds of years of systemic no. oppression. And nor does it bring this young man back. Right. But nor um, does it bring any, you know, relief to the parent because, right. you know, there is no relief when your kid right. is murdered in yeah. such a fashion. Because the last thing, you know, as a parent, it's like, you know, that you weren't there to protect your kid. Yeah. And as a parent, that's the, I mean, that's your pr- primary job is right. protection. Right. You know, even and in the animal kingdom, they're protecting their kids. Well, and, and the simple fact that it too is like, you know, as, as a, as a parent, and I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak as a parent, but if I put my mindset to a parent, um, cause I was watching, uh, um, we watched this documentary of this, um, this mountain climber guy that he yeah. did like free climbing. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. no ropes. Right. Yeah. And spoiler alert, if you watch the documentary, the guy dies on a on one of his expeditions. He was like an amazing fucking climber. Like, I guess he like he broke he broke records of, of free climbing up these. You know, we're talking about like dangerous, dangerous shit. Right. Yeah. As a parent of that kid who died in some sense, you can I think there's like, like some acceptance like, well, you know, he died what he did do loving what he doing right. what he loved. He he, he lived knew on the, the he literally lived on the edge of yeah. like cliffs. Right. And so he knew, he knew some risk. he was taking some risks every time he did would do these climbs. Because he would often go by himself, solo climb, which is dangerous in the climbing world just in general. Right. Right. And he wouldn't take a phone or anything. So but if he part, showed up, he showed up. If right. he didn't, go find me where I was there. So to lose a child in that kind of situation not that you don't grieve and not that you're not sad yeah but you're like okay but to lose a child who's simply running down the street who three good old boy races just decide oh we think you've done something wrong yeah it's our job to now take justice into our hands and protect our neighborhood from this alleged you know danger yeah and kill him it was a modern day lynching. Like, how do you, as a parent, how do you heal from that? You can't, you know, you can't because you imagine the terror that your kid yeah. was experiencing at that moment. And you as a parent 
or helpless. Yeah. There's nothing you could have done to, to save him in that moment. And yeah. like you said, the terror, uh, what, what he went through, the terror yeah. of what George Floyd went to, through the terror of Eric Garner, the Philandro, Philando, oh, yeah. um, uh, Tamir Rice. Yeah. I mean, I was watching recently. Have you watched the documentary 137 Shots? Mm-mm. it's a tough one i'll no. just tell you right now it's a tough one it's a tough one i don't think everybody i don't think i don't think people of color need to watch it i think white people need to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah and so like i don't think you need as a person of color i don't think I- any person of color needs to put themselves through that unless you're candace owens maybe you know <laughs> <laughs> um so it was about the it was like 2012 2000 was it 2012 uh, in, in Cleveland? Do you remember the, the case where the guy drove by a police officer? He was driving an older model Chevy car. It backfired. The police officer thought he had shot at them. So they went and chased vaguely, him. Vaguely. So, yeah. So it was a moment like I re- kind of remembered it. But then when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. So the car drives past the police station. It backfires. The officer says, oh, we've been shots fired. Shots fired at us. Takes off. So, you know, it's code. It's like, oh, yeah. we've been shot at. So then every officer in the right. area is joining the chase. At one point, up to 60 cars were chasing this car. Oh they my ended God. up cornering it in a school parking lot. Open fire. 137 shots were shot at this vehicle. Oh, my killed, God. Killed the driver, killed the passenger. <laughs> Um, at some point during the chase, there was some officers that realized, no, they don't have a gun. They're not shooting at us. It's a pop can back off, back off. So there were some officers that backed off. Yeah. the chase, Right. But the majority of them continued. They get into the fucking, uh, cul-de-sac thing of the, of the school. They're surrounding them. They all open on open fire on them. So of course they're opening fire on the car. So the cop like across the way thinks that <gasps> they're getting shot at. So they're shooting. So everybody's shooting at this car <clears throat> thinking they're getting shot at, but it's friendly fire is what's happening. Uh... The final blow was this fucking cop gets up on the top hood of the car fires down into the car. Forty nine shots. Bah, oh, bah, my bah, bah. God. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, they 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 end up charging a couple of the officers in the incident. It goes to trial. Of course, they're found not guilty because what I was in fear for my life. Yeah, I was in. Every officer involved that day pled the fifth. So they didn't even have to go testify. One officer actually came and testified, but it didn't matter. Like right. again, the, the, the magic words of I was afraid for my life was used as the defense. Well, only if you're a white officer. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. And so within the documentary, they go through the case, but they also touch on you know, the, the Tamir Rice, Tamir Rice case, how, because, um, Cleveland, I guess, like many, um, jurisdictions are, were, has been notorious for bad policing, right? Like yeah. shenanigans you yeah. know, going on. Well, and, isn't that where that black police officer was, wasn't it Cleveland? I think that was like many Minneapolis maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but the, 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 they also showed, 
the um, side of the police union because Ooh, yeah. the police union president they're saying yeah. these guys didn't do it and the police union was the one that said all the officers go and plead the fifth because we're not going to testify against our own it's the fucking wow. line the yeah blue, clo- blue code is yeah. we're we're not going to do what we're upheld by law by our that our oath, oath says yes serve and protect Pert- yep and oh it's it's a tough watch i like i said you don't you don't need to watch it if you're a person of color but you need to watch it if you're a white person to to help gain understanding of this is exactly how the system has been set up and why the police union are problematic and i am a union person right like i believe in unions i think we should have unions but at the level of corruptness of the police union and the protecting of white police officers right again yeah. white because yeah. our, yeah. our our case that we talked about of uh what was his name yep. um uh, black Muhammad. officer Muhammad. Muhammad. yeah uh, i can't remember the last name his union didn't jump in to protect nope. him his nope. union didn't say we need to have everybody that was involved in this plead the fifth and right? he can't use the i right I, we're not going to use know, the defense funds that are I available for to my him. unsafe right um it was it's a tough watch because it 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 really does go into the systemic issue of how white officers are not found guilty of murdering people multiple multiple nationwide times i mean the tamir rice thing like they showed the video again and and you know at the time again like when we when we see and hear this so much i think i mean for me i tend to just be like i can't watch anymore like i can't but they showed this fucking car. Okay, first off, the the caller and these officers weren't charged. They weren't even charged. They weren't even fucking charged because they went the the prosecution went into the grand jury and didn't allow any questions to be asked, like read a statement in terms of like the police situation and that was it. So they didn't even wow. fucking get charged with it. Oh, so the DA basically went in there with very limited with yeah. With, on on with yeah. enough to so to so that the jury could say yeah what, what right. are you bringing this and then to walked us for out and said well you know the jury didn't the grand jury didn't isn't charge, that what so that what dumb, do, we do that other fool did over there um uh didn't charge for what's her name's death brianna yeah. brianna taylor yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah 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 he went in there doing the same thing the jury said, or yeah. the grand jury Sorry, said, the grand no. jury said no. So I can't. And do then anything. the jurists were like, yeah. "Well, we didn't hear this info." Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things they talked about was the nine one one call on Tamir Rice. The caller said on her call, "I don't think the gun's real. I think it's a fake. I just think someone. It's a kid, right?" She, the caller, mm. even said, "It's a, it's a kid." But, you know, he's kind of waving this gun around in the park and it might be scaring people. So, like, just send someone out to kind yeah. of like tell go him, up and be like, hey, hey don't kid, put like, the gun you know. away. Yeah, they didn't. They're in the call in route to the call talking about it's a man. It's a now, man where did that come 20s. from? Was it the dispatcher that said tra- uh, translated yeah. it back into it's a man? Yeah. And, and wow. so they pull up. And get this. The officer claimed he was saying to Tamir, put the gun down, put the gun down. But his window was up. 
And they mm. even asked, like, how is a possible? How many times do you go onto a scene with your window rolled up, screaming commands? And expect that the person is going to hear it. Because we don't that even was, do that when we're ordering right. fast food through the drive-through. Because that's what the uh, the officer was trying to say. Like I was telling him to put the gun down. I was telling him to put the right. gun down. And he's like, "But your window was up. So how would you expect him to hear that?" And, and they fucked him. Well, that's what I did. And I was, you know, oh. I was afraid for my life. I was afraid for my life. Mm, and they goodness. literally pull up. So the car barely even is coming to the stop. He's getting out. Boom, boom, boom. Shot dead. Wow. Shot dead like that. Meanwhile, Tamir's sister, who was at the park at the same time, comes running into the scene. You can see on the, the camera. Yeah. That my brother, my brother, she fucking gets tackled and beat down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. it's a uh, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but what we're on it. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, because yeah. of a mod case. So, yeah, I mean, it's a win. And what is it like less than 1% of white officers that murder black uh, people are even charged, let alone convicted. Yeah. So mm. we'll take the mm. win, but this doesn't, this doesn't fix the system. Right. Right. <sighs> um, I don't think I have any other what, uh, what's updates. Uh, I have one tiny one uh, okay. only because we covered the story. The lawsuit accusing Nirvana of sexually exploitive imagery is dismissed. And yeah, because I was like, what, what? So tell the tell our listeners. So uh, what um, what are we talking about? If you remember um, the infamous um, Nirvana cover with the baby floating in the in the pool, reaching for money, the that baby is now an adult, Spencer Eldon. he tried to sue and for damages saying that his uh they was sexually exploited um by the grunge by the grunge rock group nirvana when the band used a photo of him as a baby um naked and drifting in a pool for its cover of the semi seminal album Nevermind. um in his complaint spencer accused nirvana of gauging in child pornography when it was used a photo of him on the cover art um the lawsuit was dismissed after the judge in the U.S. District Court of the Central District of California said that Mr. Eldon's lawyers missed a deadline to respond to a motion for dismissal by, by the lawyers of Nirvana. Judge Fernando M. Olguin um, said that Mr. Eldon's lawyers had until January 13th to file a second amended complaint to address the alleged defects in the defendant's motion to dismiss. Um one of the Eldon's lawyers said that they would file the complaint well before the deadline. He said never that, did said the missed deadline was a result of confusion over how much time had they had to respond. Um, so it wasn't necessarily thrown out because it was not a, um, you know, not a valid case. It was uh, an error on his attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, which kind of funny, you know, if and I'm sure he didn't have a lot of money to you know be paying high price right. attorneys that can have you know have somebody exactly. particularly on this case. He probably has an attorney that's overwhelmed yep. and you know needing the cash or whatever. So he's yep. taking on way too many cases potentially. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well. So sorry, uh, Mr. Elder. Sorry, Elder. Nice Elden. try. Yeah. Nice try. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I, well, and I don't know if it's dismissed with prejudice or. Yeah, I didn't say like yeah. so. It doesn't say whether it can be refiled or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, All right. Well, I got. Well, a story. So we got some actual stories. Some new new yeah. stories. This one from BBC, uh, December thirtieth. Title is COVID. Woman isolates in toilet for five hours after positive mid-flight test. What? Yeah. A U.S. school teacher says she spent five hours in voluntary self-isolation in a plane's toilet after testing positive for COVID-19 mid-flight. Whoa. Marisa, I'm not even going to attempt to say her last name, says she felt her throat hurt while traveling from Chicago to... Iceland on uh, the 20th of December. She says she performed a rapid test with the kit she had bought, she had brought with her, which confirmed she was infected. She remained in the toilet for the rest of the trip and a flight attendant provided food and drinks to her. It was not immediately clear whether she had had to present a COVID test before boarding the flight. It was a crazy experience. 150 people on the flight and my biggest fear was giving it to them. A video she posted on TikTok from inside the jet's toilet had been viewed more than 4 million times. She praised a flight attendant for helping her during the ordeal. She made sure I had everything I needed for the next five hours from food to drinks and constantly wow. checking on me, assuring me I would be all right. Uh, Miss Fatigue, uh, again, said she had had to isolate in a Red Cross hotel upon arriving in Iceland. So she like was that. she was on the flight and she felt like a scratchy throat and so yeah. she thought, well, let me take it. Let test. me just take the. Like test. She happened to have a fucking rapid test there or something. Yeah, she said she had brought one with her. Wow. Yeah. I mean, here I gotta say this. That's some integrity right there. That's right there. Because she that... could have easily been like, hmm, I ain't telling yeah. nobody. I mean, just, the reality is I might have, I wouldn't have thought to isolate myself in the bathroom. Right. I would have been like, shit, I wouldn't even just probably thought my to mouth. test myself. I would have <laughs> been like, oh God. Scratchy throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, the fact that she, this is exactly what these airline folks and other passengers, we need more of these ladies. Yeah. You know, more of this type of attitude of let me just keep my mouth quiet, put the mask on and let's get from point A to point B yeah. with the least amount of infecting each other as possible. Right. Yeah. But then you have the idiots with women, women's underwear on their faces and fucking mask below yeah. their nose. Yeah. Like it's like when you buy your ticket, you already know you got to wear a freaking mask. You click that you're going to wear a mask. Exactly. And then, and then you when you get agreed that you haven't you know that you all of yeah, yeah that you haven't been exposed to anybody with covid yeah. right and i'm like so keep your freaking mouth shut and keep it moving along yeah just put the mask on yep what's the problem i, I think a lot I don't of it get the, i don't get it i don't understand it i i was talking to a good friend of ours today um like i i'm just back continued to be baffled out of the level of just obstinance of people continue like it's basic precaution right it's like mm -hmm. when we when when the aids epidemic you know began 
And then we all got trained on bloodborne pathogens and why universal precautions, like it doesn't matter. You just put gloves on. If you see blood, like you put, you put gloves on, you, you know, quarantine the area, you do all these things because you don't know what someone has. Right. It's universal precautions. Right. Why is a mask? It's just a fucking mask. Right. Just right. I had I fucking filed a, a report with the Washington um, Health, Washington State Health, because I went to a fucking coffee shop recently. I will name it on the air. I will name it on this podcast. <laughs> it's called Craze Coffee, K-R-Y apostrophe S coffee. It's here in um, Vancouver. Do not go there. Do not do not go there. So uh, I met a friend. Uh, I met a friend, met with a friend. We'd gone there before, like early pandemic. Yeah. Um, no problems. Right. So I thought, well, it was it's near where both of us is close enough for both of us. Right. OK, let's yeah. just go there and we get there. And so I go in and, you know, everybody's sitting at the table. They're not wearing their mask because you can. Right. That's the thing. right. You Once have you to be down. drinking. So yeah. I didn't really like register on in my head. Right. So um, so then we go up to the counter to order. And then I'm standing where someone is before us. So I'm like kind of looking, you know, the menu, think about what I want. And then I start noticing and I'm looking at the the wait staff, the the servers. Yeah. And then it hit me. They are not wearing masks. They were not wearing masks. Not one mask was being worn by their, by the staff that rent that work at this coffee shop. And then I started to notice as people walking in, they weren't mask, oh, wearing masks either. So ah. it's clearly been, you know, it's out there. Like this is a no mask coffee shop and you can just go there and not worry about wearing your mask. And so you're the only one wearing a mask. So me and my friend are the only two wearing a mask. So then I was like, I said to my friend, I was like, they're not wearing masks. Did you know they're not wearing masks? She's like, uh, yeah, I, I wondered why you wanted to come here. I was like, I didn't fucking know. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize I, I just picked it because we'd been there before and it was an easy to get to for both of us. Oh, so she knew this was a coffee shop that, that was known that, that they're not going to wear a mask. It, yeah. It has become this place where people don't wear masks. Um, um, and I don't know how can we did not actually talk about like how she realized it. Like maybe she yeah. had been you know, because again, the beginning of the pandemic, we had gone there. Everybody's wearing masks. It wasn't an issue. Yeah. Um. So we're standing in line and I was like, I don't know if I want to eat here. Like, this is this is not. Yeah. Cool. And so we fucking left. <laughs> I was so like, then you called. So then I got online to the fucking Washington State and to find out how to report a thing. And so I fucking reported him. Oh, it was an online form. Yeah, it's an it online like thing. I'm talking yeah. No, you just you just submit it online. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they'll do anything or follow up. I almost kind of want to go walk by there, like just yeah. Like, yeah, it's in this like strip mall over by the Target, so I almost want to just kind of walk by to see, you know. And if I see him not wearing mask, I'll fucking make another report. And that's what care. I'm saying. We we need revenue, so go out there, get do your job, start finding them. We yeah. need some revenue because right? that's what they've done in our communities of color. They'll right? go out there and put the police out there, give us all kinds of traffic exactly. tickets because yeah. we need revenue. Right. Yeah. Wow. That so is... We need integrity like this lady who yeah. spent a, how long? Five, five hour, hours. Five hour flight in a bathroom yeah. on an airplane. That is a small space. Yeah. Small space. Yeah. 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 No, no creature comforts. No, no, nothing. No. Yeah. Ugh. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, she sacrificed 
to keep people safe. I wonder, did they like make an announcement like the bathroom on the right is now unavailable or did they just uh, I don't know. It didn't say. Like, it how didn't did they? Say. How do they manage? But I'm that? like, this is who the Democrats should be, you know, asking to come to their uh, conferences and rallies, right? This lady right here. This is a sacrifice. This is exactly what John F. Kennedy said. You know, when he said, "Don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country." And this lady said, "What I can do is remain in the bathroom for five, five hours, hours, so that everybody else." could lounge in peace and not have to worry that they're going to get COVID. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh man. Wow. Okay. What, what do you got? Oh, what do I got? Let's this. I found this was an interesting story. I found on Huffington post recently. Um, Boston man kept fugitive past a secret from family for over 50 years. I saw that. I didn't get I saw it, but I didn't get into the story. Okay, so they all may get into it. Not even yeah. his wife or daughter knew until Thomas Randell told them in what authorities described as a deathbed confession. Just before Thomas Randell died, his wife of nearly 40 years asked his golfing buddies and coworkers from the dealerships where he sold cars to come by their home. They gathered to say goodbye the guy to a guy they called one of the nicest people they'd ever known, a devoted family man who, man who gushed about his daughter, a golfer who never bent the rules, a friend that to so many that the line stretched outside the funeral home a week later. By the time the final visit, la- visit last May at Randall's house in suburban Boston, the cancer in his lungs had taken his voice away. So they all left without knowing that their friend they'd spent countless hours swapping stories with never told them his biggest secret of all for the past 50 years. He was a fugitive wanted in one of the largest bank robberies in Cleveland's history. Living in Boston under a new name, he created six months after the heist in the summer of 1969. Not even his wife or daughter knew until he told them in the in what authorities described as a deathbed confession. Can you believe it? Okay, so then, okay, so who was the chismosa to now where we're reading the story? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know, like, how, why did they, why did it come to, so... Um, how he's unable, how he was able to leave behind one family and create a new life while evading a father and son from the U.S. Marshal Service who never gave up their hunt is just now being pieced together. Ted Conrad quickly figured out that the security was fairly, that security was fairly loose at the Society National Bank in Cleveland after he started as a teller in 1969. He told his buddies it would be easy to rob the place, said Russell Metcalf, his best friend from high school. A day after his 20th birthday that July, Conrad walked out of out with $215,000 from the vault, a haul worth $1.6 million today. By the time the money, the missing money was noticed, Conrad was flying across the country. In a letter sent to his girlfriend, he mistakenly thought he could return when the statute of limitations expired. But once he was indicted, this was no longer true. Conrad apparently cut off contact with his family. Some eventually presumed he was dead, um, said Matt Bodiger, whose mother was Conrad's older sister. His mom said, his mom said he, his mom, he said, was relieved to find out her brother had lived a happy life. She thought 
she would go to her grave and never know. The bank heist in 1969 didn't capture the attention of the nation or even Cleveland. Everyone else was focused on the Apollo 11's historical flight to the moon. Historic flight to the moon. But for John Elliott, a deputy marshal, U.S. marshal, it was a personal because he and Conrad came from the same side of town. The problem was Conrad had a head start and was disciplined not enough not to make missteps. Elliot traveled across the U.S. looking for Conrad and even after retiring would check on the case. His son, Pete Elliot, now the top U.S. Marshal in Cleveland, had inherited the hunt for Conrad nearly 20 years ago. His father died in March of 2020 before investigators pieced together details from Randall's obituary and signatures from his past. And then in November, Randall's family confirmed that just before he died, he told them that he had done what he had done, um, Elliot said. So I guess his family told him because they probably figured they can't do anything to him. You know, he's well, they would. Yeah, they wouldn't have. OK, so they yeah. wouldn't have never caught him, really. Right. Yeah. Um, why Conrad committed the robbery was has been analyzed endlessly. It wasn't about the money. He was always he always wanted to impress people, said Metcalf. Investigator believed that he was inspired by the 1968 movie, The Thomas Crown Affair, but about a bank executive who got away with $2.6 million in a heist game. After the real life robbery in Cleveland, Conrad wound up in the Boston area where much of the movie was filmed. Thomas Randall came into existence in 1970 when Conrad applied for a social security number in Boston. During the 1970s, Randall worked at a country club outside Boston and became a manager he also met his future wife not long after arriving in Boston. They married in 1992. Around then, he began working for a car business, selling Land Rovers and Volvos until he retired nearly 40 uh, after nearly 40 years. What's not clear is what happened to the money. The Marshal Service is looking into whether he lost it during lost it in early through bad investments. While Randall and his wife uh, Kathy lived most of their years in a pleasant Boston suburb, they filed for bankruptcy in 2014 she told cleveland.com in november that her husband was a great man she was declined interview requests no one <laughs> would have guessed randall who was 71 when he died was someone trying to hide from authorities he was a gentle soul you know very <laughs> po polite very well spoken and jerry he said jerry healy who first met randall at um, in Ma in Woburn, Massachusetts dealership where they talked daily for years. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, back then you could change your, so you know. Easy. So easy. Yeah. Just yeah. go in. I need a social security yeah. card. Do this is who I am. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. Well, you crazy. know, uh, I don't think I would have ever taken that risk, but I oh, guess. Oh, hold on, hold on. Shut up. What? Shut up. That was one of those automatic damn, you know, freaking uh, news videos where it just starts playing after a while. Oh. Ugh. I hate those. Annoying. All right. I got one. All right. What you got? This one uh, came from CBS News, came out January 6th. So tiger in Florida zoo shot to death after grabbing man's arm. Yeah. An eight year old Malayan tiger in a Florida zoo was shot to death after grabbing the arm of a cleaner 
and pulling it into its enclosure Wednesday evening, official said. Now, when you hear grabbing the arm, what do you think? He ripped it off? That's what I would think. They grabbed right. it and then started and to ripped shake it, it off, right? Yeah. Maybe um, not ripped it off, definitely mauled it. I would imagine it's, you know, it takes, clean- I think it takes a lot to rip a whole arm off. Uh, uh, yeah, the cleaner who police say breached a barrier to get close to the animal was airlifted to a hospital and was in fair condition. The Naples Zoo and Caribbean Garden say it was closed for the day when the man who works for a third party cleaning service entered an unauthorized area near a tiger that was inside its enclosure. The cleaning company is responsible for cleaning restrooms and the gift shop, not the animal enclosures. Oh, so he was fucking around where he wasn't yes. supposed to be. Yeah. The uh, zoo said it is not clear why the man approached the tiger enclosure. According to the zoo, the kitty, man kitty, was kitty, either kitty. petting or feeding the tiger named Eco, both of which are unauthorized and dangerous activities. The man uh, yeah. was later identified as Collier County Sheriff's Office as 26-year-old River Rosenquist. In a statement provided by CBS News by the zoo Thursday afternoon, the Sheriff's Office said Rinquist put his hand through the enclosure fence, prompting the tiger to grab his arm or to grab his hand and pull his arm into the enclosure. Right? So... Like he was reaching in, trying to pet it, and the and it grabbed the arm. Right, (laughs) grabbed its arm. A deputy responded to the scene and tried unsuccessfully to get the tiger to release Winquest's arm. So a fellow officer was left with no option but to shoot the animal in order to save Winquest's life. Body camera video released by the department showed the man screaming in pain on one side of a fence with a tiger on the other side with his hand in its mouth. The officer appeared to try to prod the tiger in an attempt to scare it off, but the tiger doesn't move. Soon after, another officer fires a shot. The tiger retreated to the back of the enclosure after it was shot, making it difficult to determine the extent of its injuries, the sheriff's office said. A zoo veterinarian later tranquilized the tiger, allowing officials to determine that Eco had been fatally shot. Our deputy did everything he could in the situation, and he ultimately made the only possible decision he could in order to save this man's life. The zoo says the Malayan tigers are critically endangered, with only about 200 left in the wild. Well, that makes it 199. So... how did, I mean, the deputies are the one that shot him. That means he had to spend some time with that fucking tiger gnawing on, on his hand. Yeah. Before Another article. Yeah. Another article said the dude called the police on his cell phone. Could you so imagine? while the tiger, yeah. So while the tiger is still mauling, has mauling away, your He's you're gallant. waiting for the police. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and waiting for them to respond. Well, I mean, this may sound insensitive, but stupid games get stupid yeah. prizes. Right. You are a janitor custodian of of bathrooms. Yes. Not that there's and the anything gift shop. wrong with that. 
but your job and the scope of your job is to clean bathrooms and gift shops. Yeah. It is not to go into a tiger enclosure and say, here, kitty, 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 let me pet you. Right. Like you fucking daft idiot. What yeah. did you like? Well, I'm thinking it's a fucking wild animal. I'm thinking, is it a place that people can just open up a door and you're walking right into, you know, where you could get access to the tiger? Wouldn't you think you'd have like, you know, security? Right. Yeah. Wait, you would think weeks. that like there'd be, there'd be a gate, right. That you would have to have a some kind of electronic or, a, or some sort of swipe, swipe thing. To get and through. if you yeah. swipe and you're not authorized, it ain't letting you in. Right. But yeah. How did this do get in there anyway? Janitors have universal keys to everything. Right. When they're only to be cleaning up bathrooms yeah. and gift shops. Man. They don't need to be back there where the animals and trainers are doing the tricks and yeah, you know you, behind you the scenes there. Have any access to that area. No. Right. So another article, you know, was basically saying uh, that they were going to be considering charging the dude with criminal offenses. Yeah. Ooh, like trespassing yeah. or something? Uh, I don't know. It didn't quite say. They were deciding. I'm like, yeah, they I should. Mean... They should. He had no business there. Guess what? That tiger is dead. Yeah. We killed the tiger to save his... the dude. Yeah, because of his because of his stupidity. Actions. Yeah. And yeah. this is a critically endangered species, right. and they had to kill it. Yeah. And how much cash is the zoo out of at this point? Because that tiger, you know, that yeah. tiger's gone. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. some kind, kind of, of criminal. Yep. And yeah. it's not enough to say, well, your hand was mauled. So that's punishment enough. No, right. no. The hand yeah. was mauled because it, it, it was an animal and that's what animals do. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, man. He's lucky that that animal didn't kill him. I mean, it probably was don't. If it wasn't because for the fence, yeah, yeah, the fence, his ass would have been drug in there and yeah, would have been tiger lunch. No phone, tiger no lunch. phone would have been able to save him. Tiger lunch, man. Oh my Ooh. god, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Woo. whoa, whoa, yeah. Um, well, let me let me uh, let me end on this one. Um, Tesla owner. Blows up car over twenty two thousand over twenty two thousand dollar repair bill. Did you not know that when you bought a Tesla that it was going to be expensive? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, do you think that Tesla's right. all that gadgets and yep. is going to be like you know putting in a little fan yeah. belt? Can't I mean, take it down to old Bubba down the street to get, no. get it fixed. Yeah. It, and if you can afford a Tesla. You better. You should be able to afford exactly. the repair bills. Yeah. So a Tesla owner from Finland decided to blow up his car rather than pay an estimated $22,000 to replace the battery. Thomas Katanen was beyond finished with his 2013 Tesla S after receipt. He received a repair estimate. He had to ask himself which would be better, a working Tesla or 66 pounds of dynamite exploding. He chose the latter. So Katan Katanian went to the bomb dudes or 
Um, I it's a Finnish name. I can't pronounce it. Um, yeah. A YouTube channel for that's known for blowing up things. The bomb dudes rigged the car with dynamite and used a helicopter to bring in a dummy meant to resemble Tesla CEO Elon Musk to take the final ride. Katanen um, didn't have to pay 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 anything, and he got to push the button to set off the blast. The explosion at the former quarry was captured at every angle. The video was well received online, with one person tweeting to Musk, "Could you get him a new one, please?" According to Tesla, the standard warranty for the Model S is covered covers eight years or one hundred fifty thousand miles, but would be voided if the battery is opened or serviced by anyone not authorized by the car company uh katanen bought the tesla used about a year and a half ago so if he bought it a year and a half ago that would have been 2019 um or maybe 2021 or 2020 but it was a 2013 13. so eight years so it should have been under warranty then still so that means somebody but, tampered yeah. with it that wasn't supposed to be tampering with it supposedly yeah yeah I mean, but this is what we're going to be dealing with are those batteries twenty two thousand yep. dollars to put in a freaking battery twenty two thousand and you know you could buy a brand new freaking gas car with that. brand new brand new car with that much much money yeah yeah well if he only bought it like a year year and a half ago i mean i'm assuming he's still making payments yeah i would think i mean i don't think he got it for not unless he saved up his cash to yeah maybe you know cash thing that he saved up to buy but and this is what they tell you is cars are the worst invest they're not even you don't it's not an investment no no it loses loses uh value as soon as you drive it off the lot right so you ain't ever going to get your money back wow well at least he got some sense of satisfaction well, and people need to be, you know, it's all about, oh, Tesla, I got a Tesla. Ugh. Okay, so you got a Tesla. And and what? We don't you need know? to be making that dude douchebag any more money in my opinion. Right. And it's still going to create pollution because right. of the battery. Yeah. You know, batteries don't last forever. And, and there's other electronic vehicles that you could get, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the thing, is that there's there's others out there that you can get. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, well, there you have you it. Know, I ain't getting a Tesla. I'm not getting a Tesla. I'm 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 riding my my uh, 2008 Toyota as far as she can go. As far as she can go. <laughs> and they go for a long time. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm riding my Honda too. To as far keep, as that Honda can keep go. Going. Keep it going. Keep yeah. it as, as long as I can. No payments. <laughs> right? No nothing. Exactly. You know, exactly. I don't need a new vehicle. Just got to yeah. get me that point A to point right. B. You yeah. Know? Amen to that. Well, mm-hmm. we did it. We came back. We're back at the table. We'll try to keep keep it going with you all. Yep. But, you know, we're human and we got lives. So we'll do our best. Yep. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2022 um hopefully you know omnicron won't become decepticon and (laughs) everything other con right at some point we'll we'll uh find our way out of this mess out of this until then wear a goddamn mask yep
For sure. For sure. And um, don't give the people in the restaurants a hard time. No. I'm just grateful that we're getting service. Yeah. You know, that we get, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to go to a there, restaurant. Right. There have been people that have been working hard this whole time. Yeah. You know, the last They need years. to pay their rent. They tip, need to, you know. Tip your servers. Yeah. Tip your service general, general, generously tip your door dashers. Same yeah. thing. Like yeah. you've been, I mean, I know we've been doing DoorDash a lot like the last two years. So yeah, you know, tip them, tip them well. They yeah. are the ones that keep you to keep that food coming to your front door. So right. It's a service you know. that you want to keep. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, nos vemos. Adios. <laughs> What do you mean? What are you bringing to the table? I'm gonna bring to a story. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you bringing to the table? What do you mean? What do you bring to the table? What do you mean? What do you bring to the table? Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?